Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Discovery. Time flies when you're learning super cool stuff. I'm Nate. And I'm Callie. If you're dropping in for the first time, welcome to Curiosity, where we aim to blow your mind by helping you to grow your mind. If you're a loyal listener, welcome back. Today, you'll learn about new ways to kill antibiotic-resistant bacteria, the discovery of the most powerful pulsar we've ever seen, and the truth about hippo poop. Without further ado, let's satisfy some curiosity. By some estimates, over a million people die every year as a direct result of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, and nearly 5 million deaths a year are associated with antibiotic resistance. We've talked about antibiotic resistance before, so I, I mean, I know it's a huge problem. It really is. The World Health Organization has declared antimicrobial resistance as one of the top 10 global public health threats facing humanity. Since we've talked about it before, I I know we've gone over it, but how exactly does this happen? I mean, antibiotics were such an incredible medical breakthrough. Like, what changed? What happened? Okay, yeah, let's, let's get into this. Back in 1928, a Scottish scientist named Alexander Fleming was studying bacteria and sort of accidentally noticed that a mold called Penicillium notatum was killing a bunch of different kinds of bacteria. In the coming years, that little chance discovery led to a huge array of bacteria-busting drugs. But here's the thing. Drugs like vaccines work by training our own immune systems to fight off viruses. But antibiotics attack bacteria directly, and that's where things get a little tricky. Right, because those bacteria can fight back. Exactly. Bacteria reproduce really fast, which means that they can mutate really fast, too. So when you think you have an antibiotic that'll kill a certain bacteria, that bacteria just mutates its defense. Right, so the bacteria become harder and harder to kill. Yep. The more doctors prescribe antibiotics to kill bacteria, the harder they are to kill. It's a spiral that researchers have been trying pretty desperately to get a hold on. But, I mean, now they're saying all is not lost. There are a few innovations coming down the pipeline that could be game changers. I love me a good bacteria battle story. (laughs) So what's the plan? How are we going to go about vanquishing these little bugs? (laughs) All right, so the first is called phage therapy. A phage is basically a virus. Whoa, let me guess. You take the bacteria that's making us sick and you inject it with a virus that makes it sick? Okay, um, it's a little more complicated than that, but not by much. The cool thing about phage therapy is that scientists can design viruses that actually infect bacteria and make them more susceptible to antibiotics. So it's like a one-two punch. I mean, basically. So this method has shown promise and has worked in specific cases, but so far it hasn't outperformed antibiotics or placebos in clinical trials. But researchers still believe this method holds a lot of promise, so more tests are on the docket. But the next method takes phage therapy and ups the ante with CRISPR. Ah, CRISPR is the gene editing tech, right? Yeah, you got it. Scientists can basically use molecular scissors to snip DNA at precise locations. So it's a little more complicated, but every bacteria has something called CRISPR-Cas. Think of it as a bacterial immune system. It helps these superbugs defend themselves against invading viruses. Or uh, phages. You have been listening, yes. So scientists have figured out a way to edit this CRISPR-Cas and reinsert it using a phage as a sort of 
Trojan horse. Once it's in the bacteria, it changes the bug's DNA, disabling it and keeping it from causing an infection. That makes it sound like an actual battle. Yeah, uh, that's nothing compared to the latest new tech. Researchers are using something called peptic nucleic acids, or PNAs, to basically slice bacteria open and let its guts ooze out. (gasps) Gross, but it sounds like a tiny lightsaber. (laughs) I mean, it really does. You're not wrong. Um, So all of these innovations are still in progress, but they all show some degree of promise. But as of right now, the most important thing we can do to fight antibiotic resistance is to basically use antibiotics sparingly and correctly. Right. I know that one cause of resistance is just the fact that doctors have overprescribed antibiotics for years. Exactly. Before we knew the full impact of resistance, antibiotics were kind of no-brainer. You feel sick, you take some penicillin. It was prescribed even when it wouldn't help because why not? That practice is on the decline, but it's important for doctors to make sure that the medication they are prescribing is exactly the medication that's called for. And in the meantime, I'm going to start looking forward to a Hollywood blockbuster about a microscopic hero with a bacteria battle sword swooping in to fight infections. Uh, I really think your uh, hopes and dreams are going to be horrifically dashed. I'm sorry. Oh. (laughs) Astronomers gazing into the universe have spotted something that is making them reimagine some aspects of physics. (laughs) Okay, that, my friend, is a very bold statement. Well, yes, it is a bold statement bursting with energy, but so is this discovery. Astronomers using the High Energy Stereoscopic System, or the HESS telescopes for short, have spotted a pulsar with the highest ever outburst of light and energy. And it also happens to be one of the closest known pulsars to Earth. Great. Okay, so is all this energy and light going to be keeping me up at night? Like, do I need to get some blackout curtains or something? (laughs) It's not quite like that. It's still about a thousand light years from your house. It's called the Vela Pulsar, and astronomers have actually had their eye on it for a long time. In fact, it's one of the most studied spinning neutron stars in the universe, at least as far as humans have studied. Okay, so it's a neutron star. I, I thought you just said it was a pulsar. Ah, good catch. So pulsars like Vela are, in fact... Neutron stars that form from massive stars on the verge of collapse. So, dying neutron stars. Exactly. They begin to collapse under the weight of their own gravity, which causes all of their mass to get compacted into a tight ball. They say Vela is about twice the mass of the sun, but all that mass is stuffed into a ball about 12 miles across. And as these neutron stars collapse, they start spinning faster and faster. Okay, it's like an ice skater pulling in their limbs on the ice and then spinning really fast like a top. Exactly, yeah. Vela spins around 11 times every single second. Other pulsars have been known to spin up to 700 times a second. Oh my gosh. I mean, considering it takes Earth 24 hours to spin, I'd say that's pretty dang fast. Yeah, you think? And all that spinning creates these super powerful magnetic fields, which channel matter, shooting intense jets of particles out of their poles. And they look like pulses of light. So get it? Pulsars. Oh, clever. So it looks a little like a disco ball spinning super fast. Well, here's the thing. The disco popping gamma ray output of Vela is about 200 times more powerful than the average pulsar. The gamma ray photons detected reached 20 tera electron volts. And you don't need to know what that means exactly. You just need to know it is the highest energy gamma rays ever detected from a pulsar. Okay, so... What's going on? Do they know what's making Vela so powerful? Well, they have theories. There might be unexpected activity going on around Vela. Like, it's possible that there are other magnetic fields beyond the normal boundaries 
that are pushing the particles faster and further out. Or winds from neutron stars could be accelerating the particles. Wind from neutron stars? Well, yeah, think of it as cosmic wind. The bigger point here is that these observations are forcing them to get creative and look for other clues. And a better understanding of these emissions can shed light on other highly magnetized astrophysical objects. Black holes, anyone? All right, so these astronomers really have their fingers on the pulse. R. Oh, I, no, oh. I tried. I actually liked that one. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In 2009, a veterinarian named Marcus Klaus and some colleagues decided to compare the poop of about 200 species of mammals. Mm, 200 species. That's quite a load of research, that is. <sighs> Yeah, no, just piles and piles of it, right? Of research, well, yep. Yep, yep. They noticed something. When they compared the different sizes of the uh, poops, they found that hippo poop was, like, really big. Um, I mean, they're hippos. What did they expect? Like, dainty little pellets? <laughs> so that's not exactly what I mean. Like, yes, hippos can eat nearly 100 pounds of food per day, which results in a lot of big... Bathroom breaks. But the researchers noticed something different. The actual size of the poop particles was bigger, which is to say that among all the herbivores, the hippos weren't grinding down their food intake with their teeth like others. Okay, I see. I mean, but hippos, like, they have those enormous tusks. Are they, are they not using their teeth? Well, the tusks and the incisors aren't what grind down our veggies. Those teeth are meant for tearing, right? It's the molars that grind down plants. So the researchers wanted to know what was going on here. Why weren't the hippos grinding their food? Um, okay, so maybe the tusks get in the way? Yeah, so that's what they assumed. But when they analyzed videos of hippos eating, measured hippo skulls, and called in the hippo dentist to examine their teeth for wear and tear, a different picture came into focus, which is giving them new insight into how other herbivores evolved and even offer clues as to why our hippo friends stick to the water. All that just from poop size, huh? It is a gift that keeps on giving, I guess. So what they discovered is that it's not the tusks that kept the hippos from grinding their food. It's their sharp and interlocking incisors that kept their back molars from doing any grinding. Okay, so that makes sense. But what does that tell us about how mammals evolved? It turns out that it's a really inefficient way to eat. They believe that other herbivores like cattle and deer lost their front incisors altogether through evolution because it gave them an advantage on land. Rhinos lost their incisors too, but not the hippo. And their inability to grind their food efficiently means that they digest more slowly, which means they have to eat more slowly. So all these herbivore mammals on land are gobbling up all the vegetation. And does that have something to do with why the hippo stuck to the water? Yeah, no, you got it. So there's just too much competition for the slow-chomping hippo on land. But in the water, they still have the advantage. I always just thought they ate marbles, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't eat marbles. But they certainly are, you know, hungry, hungry. But the bigger point of a study like this is that it shows just how complex all organisms are and how important it is to remember to not view each anatomical part in isolation. Right. By linking their poop to the way they chew... They were able to understand something about how mammals evolved. 
So I guess we should start looking at poop more? <laughs> sure. It'll be the next big movement in science. Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up. Facing the relentless rise of antibiotic-resistant superbugs, scientists are turning to novel solutions like bacteriophages, CRISPR technology, and designer molecules. These pioneering treatments, derived from viruses and genetic engineering, offer hope for combating stubborn bacterial infections while potentially sidestepping the trap of drug resistance. Astronomers have detected the most powerful gamma-ray burst ever from the Vela pulsar, a phenomenon 200 times more potent than average pulsars, and located just 1,000 light-years from Earth. This groundbreaking discovery challenges current understanding and points to potential new physics surrounding these enigmatic, rapidly spinning celestial bodies. Hippos' intimidating tusks and front teeth, vital for protection and territorial claims, ironically hinder their ability to chew efficiently. This dental dilemma not only affects their digestion, but also might explain why these mighty mammals remain closely tied to the African waterways. Curiosity Daily is produced by Wheelhouse DNA for Discovery. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we would love it if you could take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.